Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm Jane Nakata, your host. I'm a loaf a life coach for Japanese women and a retreat coordinator for busy entrepreneurs here in Japan. Today I have a wonderful guest for you all the way from Austin, Texas. Uh, her name is Tamiko Kelly and she is a baby sleep expert. She is the founder of a business called Sleep Well, Wake Happy and she has a wonderful course called the Feel Like Yourself Again Baby Sleep Solution. She's a certified sleep consultant and a holistic health practitioner. So Tamiko helps mums feel like themselves again by teaching them how to get their baby sleeping through the night. So you may be a mum of a small baby or you may have a toddler who does not sleep well. If so, this is definitely the episode for you. If you do not have a small child with uh, who's keeping you awake, then I still recommend you definitely listen to this episode because Tamiko has some really great advice for people who, especially if you're starting your own business, about how you can experience your ideal clients pain points yourself especially if you've not um if you are not in the same if you are not the same as your ideal client and I also um have this situation where I coach Japanese women and I'm not Japanese myself so definitely have a listen so Tamiko is really lovely very bubbly and very very it's a very very fun episode we also talk a little bit about what it's like uh, during Thanksgiving, and I was very curious about this because I'm from New Zealand, obviously, and we don't have Thanksgiving in New Zealand. I've only seen it in the movies. Um, I'd like to go and experience it myself one day. So please have a listen. Hi, Tamiko. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. How are you today? I'm good, Jane. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you for joining me today. So where are you calling in from? So today I am in Austin, Texas, um, hanging out. It's just started to get winter here. So I think today it was like 60 degrees. So we're wearing jackets now. I was wearing <laughs> flip-flops last week in Houston for Thanksgiving. So the weather has no idea what it wants to do. So I just have to keep all of my wardrobe out. Summer clothes yeah, sounds and like it. have to be available at all times. <laughs> okay. So you said it's 60 today. So that's, um, I'm just translating that into like Celsius. So I know like how hot that is. That's 15 degrees Celsius. So that's about the same as it is here um, okay. in my part of Japan. But we, awesome. yeah, we're not, like suddenly um needing to get our flip-flops back out <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> on the way to cold here oh, i see yeah and you've just had thanksgiving over there in the states and so a lot of my listeners here in japan don't actually know or celebrate thanksgiving themselves 
So could you just tell us quickly a little bit about what your family does for Thanksgiving? So the Thanksgiving holiday is a twofold um, holiday. So the indigenous people, um, it is a, more, a, a day of mourning for them because many of their ancestors were killed during um, that time when America was basically colonized and their lands were stolen for them. So for them, um, they definitely have a day of mourning. Um, for me and my family, um, we celebrate Thanksgiving um, it's actually a two-day process for us. We have one Thanksgiving meal the night before, so the Wednesday night before we have Thanksgiving dinner, and then the actual day of, we go to multiple houses and enjoy food with friends and family. Um, we'll eat things like turkey, um, yams, greens, um, dressing, um, all kinds of uh, fun stuff, you know, pies like pecan pie, um, pecan pie, um, trying to think, uh, pumpkin. I'm not a pumpkin pie girl, but there's definitely pumpkin pie available. Basically, that's a tons of sweets. <laughs> so if you have a sweet tooth like I do, there's plenty of choices for you. Um, and then we end the day with, you know, lots of games and um, fun uh, things like categories or Uno or um, Pictionary, uh, all kind of fun family games, family feud, that kind of stuff. So it's a, I mean, it's a fun day for us. And then, then uh, on the day after, um, it's Black Friday, and so Black Friday here in the states is when all the stores put their things on a heavy, heavy discount. And so my sister and I went shopping till we dropped. It's like a six to ten hour day <laughs> of straight shopping, getting wow. Christmas gifts, and saving a lot of money and having great great fun so well that sounds really exciting i think i might have to try a black friday in the states one year sometime in the future and just experience <laughs> that um, yes for sure because we have like i'm from new zealand and we have boxing day sales which is the day after oh. christmas day right um mm -hmm. you can go shopping and it's kind of similar but like it's not really like you know Christmas is done. You don't really need any more stuff, you know. So right. <laughs> it's kind right. of bad timing um, right. in that respect. So yeah, um, I'm interested to see how, like yeah, because even here in Japan where we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, Black Friday has been become, and I've noticed it especially this year, a real thing. Oh. Like it, yeah, all the shops have got these Black Friday sales and specials and things happening. And I'm like, well, when did we start having Black Friday? And even <laughs> like um, Japan Airlines, you know, just really random has these Black Friday sales going on. And so, but you know, in Japan, um, they love to incorporate things from around the world. So we, you know, we do celebrate things like valentine's day halloween um i see them trying to bring easter in easter's not a thing here but um it's slowly becoming a thing i'm well, noticing I mean, it creeping in every year a little bit more so yeah. um i mean that's a that's a christian holiday so um yeah. you know I'm, there's christians all over the world so i you know maybe it will catch i mean easter is a big holiday for my family too so that's a you know i think that's a great um, something nice to, to celebrate if you are a Christian. Um, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see if it does catch on though in Japan, if you guys yeah, make it's it. It's just a, like, um, 
uh, it's not going to be a holiday, but it's just another way to sell chocolate, basically. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Easter Bunny really or all kind of. In. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of people ask me what's Easter. I'm like, it's when um, instead of, you know, them selling you heart-shaped chocolate, they're selling you egg-shaped chocolate. <laughs> That's what it is in Japan anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. But yeah. it's so true. So many holidays now have um, been turned into more um, retail and the meaning of the actual holiday um, definitely gets lost. Uh, I mean, Black Friday this year started two weeks before Black Friday started. Like Amazon had Black Friday deals two weeks before Black Friday. People already have Christmas stuff up in um end of September, October here in the U.S. So it's just, you know, I always tell people, remember the meaning of the days that you're celebrating because don't get so caught up in what you, like the gifts you have to purchase, the things you have to do that you forget the meaning of the, of the day that you're actually celebrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I have to tell you about this one thing. Okay. It's, called the halloween tree and it's when it's in japan where they they get their christmas tree out and they decorate it for halloween <laughs> and then they just leave they just take off the halloween decorations on um the first of november and change them to christmas decorations oh my gosh that's hilarious Isn't yeah I, oh my gosh so my brother-in-law he is christmas tree obsessed and he would be down for that for sure. He would totally be on the Halloween tree bandwagon. Sure. <laughs> well, I think it's quite, quite clever, really. Like, let's get some more use out of this thing that sits in our storage cupboard all year. Let's get like three <laughs> months worth of, <laughs> of use out of it instead of just like, you know, one or two. So right. Yeah, notice Definitely. the Halloween tree is becoming quite popular as well. Yeah. So maybe Japan will start influencing the rest of the world um, <laughs> the <Halloween> right. <laughs> spread <laughs> spread the exactly. world. yeah oh my gosh that's awesome yeah so anyway we have kind of skipped ahead um we've been talking about thanksgiving and all sorts of things and i didn't give you a chance to tell people about you so tell me because i'm please i called you Tammy. <laughs> 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 your name is so japanese and we talked about that before the episode um and then yes. you know that your name is japanese um so yeah, tell us about you. So um, my name is Tamiko, of course. Like we've been talking, I feel like we're already, like we're all friends here. So um, <laughs> since 2008, I have been helping tired mamas feel like themselves again by teaching them how to get their babies sleeping through the night. And I've spent over 50,000 hours of my personal time working in homes with families um, all over the U.S. and teaching them how to get their um, babies to sleep. So if you have a sleepless baby um, who refuses to stay asleep all night, um, I am the girl who you want to talk to because my methods have been proven to work with even the most difficult babies. Wow. So you must help a lot of desperate people is all I can say. <laughs> yes, I definitely have a lot of moms whose lives are changed for the better after they go uh, either work with me one-on-one uh, -on -one or go through my sleep training program. They're definitely like, oh my God, you changed my life. You saved my marriage or I feel like myself again. And so, yeah, it's very rewarding work. 
Yeah, I'd say so. And I know, like, I have two children myself who are four and seven now, but I remember when my first child was just, you know, little and I could not get her to sleep through the night. I was just going out of my mind with lack of sleep and wondering what was wrong with my child and why wouldn't she sleep and what's wrong with me and why can't I do this? And, um, you know, it used to put, you know, I know we were putting our lives in danger basically because I was so sleep deprived and trying to, you know, drive a car around town and things like it. There are a lot of sleep deprived parents out there, you know, potentially, you know, putting themselves in danger every day when they do leave the house. So this is really important, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it really is important. I mean, I have many clients that come to me telling me horror stories. Like I forgot to put the brake on my child's stroller. So she rolled down a 45 (gasps) degree hill, flipped over in the, you know, the crib flipped over, flipped her over. Luckily she was strapped in so she wasn't hurt, but that's why they called me. They were like, okay, clearly I'm at a point where I need intervention because whatever I'm doing is not working. I have, I've gotten calls from moms who've run red lights with their kids Uh, in the back seat. Um, I've got calls from um, dads who fell asleep while driving their families because they had been up all night um, with their kids. And so, I mean, it's, it's a big um, misconception and I almost feel like parents are being lied to that it's normal for babies to wake up during the night. I mean, it's normal for babies to wake up during the night, but what's not normal is for them to not be able to go back to sleep, especially if we're talking about older babies. Now, I'm not talking about a brand new newborn. We all know that they have to wake up. They mm. have to eat during the night. Like, So we're not talking about running babies. We're talking about older babies who haven't been taught the skills that they need. Um, and it does moms and dads are like a disservice to be continually fed these lies that, oh, it's normal. You're a parent. Just deal with it. It'll be just fine. It's it's just not reality. It's not normal. And it's okay to raise your hand and say, I need help. I can't do this anymore. And that's mm-hmm. really one of the reasons why I started my business is because um, I was a nanny before and I would personally witness moms and dads be zombies and be so exhausted, be fighting with each other um, and doing things like dropping their babies because they were just so tired. They fell asleep on the couch and the baby rolled off the couch to the floor. I mean, it's just so many stories that I personally see myself. Um, and that's why I started my business, The Secret Sultan, is just to give parents hope, to give them the strategies um, to get their babies to sleep. Um, so that they don't have to live that way. It's not required. I always tell, I always tell parents, <laughs> you know, when you get to heaven, God's not going to give you like a gold star because you're the most exhausted mom in the world. Like nobody's going to reward you for that. So let's get you sleeping mm-hmm. through the night. Let's get your baby to sleep so that you can be the best mom you can be. I don't know about you, Jane, but girl, when I'm tired, I'm not a nice person to be around. So, oh, me neither. Oh my, oh God. my God. I can't yeah. even imagine you know, being in that chronic um, state for like six months, 12 months, sometimes two years, because you're dealing with a baby who won't sleep. I mean, that's just madness. There is a, there's a better way. And that's why I do what I do. Mm, Saving lives. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can, I can even still remember like going to some, somewhere I had to sit down and write 
my name and I could not write my name because I was just so, I was like, how do I spell my name again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's even simple things like remembering things that like, you know, I mean, the first thing that's affected when you're exhausted is your short term memory. So, you know, remembering like, um, how to spell words like the, that, the, thorough, through, like just basic mm. words that we all know how to spell, you literally cannot come up with the letters to spell those words. That's how you know that you have reached the point beyond exhaustion and it's just time to raise your hand. I mean, I can't tell you how many moms um, have gone through my sleep training program, um, the Feel Like Yourself Again Baby Sleep Solution, and they have just written in and told me just how their lives have just completely changed because their baby slept for the first time 12 hours in a row and they were just like, oh my God, I didn't realize how tired I was until I got to sleep for a full eight to nine hours in a row. And I realized all these years or all these months I had been sleeping and it's like, I can never go back to that again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, I guess it's kind of insidious, isn't it? That it creeps up on you and sometimes you don't even notice just how right. exhausted you are, right? Right. Until something well, happens and, and you're like, holy crap, I nearly <laughs> killed us all. Yeah. Or something. Well, and it doesn't, and it, it, it doesn't help when you have moms um, celebrating who can stay up the longest to do this? Who can work the, min- the most hours? Who can volunteer the most at school? Who can do the most? And I mean, just basically wearing exhaustion like a badge of honor, like it doesn't help when you have that much pressure mm. on you as a mother and as a father as well, just to perform, especially like if you work in corporate America, they don't care if you're not sleeping. All they want you to do is to do your damn job. And so yeah. they don't want to hear your sad sob story about how your babies wake up 25 times. They want to know, can you do your job? Are you going to be in this conference call? Are you going to close this deal for us? I mean, so when you don't have that support, it just sends you into a spiral. Um, and it can almost make you think that, that it's normal to live like that. And it's just not. There is a way out. You don't have to live like that. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And I guess, um, like, yeah, taking that step to reach out to someone for help for the first time is really hard, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I can... I mean, even for me, I mean, I've been running my business, you know, for a decade now. And even me, I have to reach out for help. And the first time I got help with my business was, I mean, it was so long ago, but I was fearful to ask for help. I thought I was going to be judged and people were going to, you know, call me a fraud and say, how don't you know this stuff? And, you know, but once I got over myself, <laughs> I got the help that I needed. It really it turned a corner for my business. When I got the help that I needed, it took me from being frazzled um, to fantastic. And just my business totally took off and did well. So, I mean, I think it's important that we get the help that we need because where we are right now, uh, whatever situation that, that we're stuck in, it doesn't have to be our reality. There is another way. Um, there, are, there are people there to help you. I mean, even in my program, that's why I created a Facebook group is so that moms can be supported because sometimes, you know, if you're a mom in a different country or a different city where you have no family, it's very hard to build a network of people to support you. And so I've had lots of moms tell me, oh my God, the Facebook group was my saving grace because I have other moms I can talk to with kids my similar age. You can kind of help me um, with sleep training. 
um, it's just basically to build your village and build your tribe and, you know, not feel like you're doing this parenting thing all by yourself. Yeah, I can imagine there is quite a bit of like fear of judgment and, um, and shame that you don't, you're not doing this right. You know, I'm, right. Not, I'm you know, why can't I do this basic thing, which is be a parent with right. the kid that sleeps? Well, and I think Jane, the main thing that anyone who's listening to us needs to recognize is that sleep is not a priority. When you, um, it's not a priority. It's not taught to new parents. When you go and like, they tell you, Hey, you're pregnant, you have a baby. Nobody says, Hey, let me walk you through how to get a newborn to sleep. They send you to every, every class in the world, but not anything about sleep. And if you hear about sleep, it's just a, like a little two second blurb in a doctor's appointment, but like nobody really harbors on that. And so we aren't taught the skills as mothers or parents in general to give to our kids. So we literally are operating from zero. Like we don't know what to do, especially like if you're a brand new parent and you've never held a baby, you're like in survival mode. All you want to do is to feed <laughs> yeah. the child and keep them alive. And so you're not even at the point of thinking about sleep until around the six or seven week mark. And then you're like, okay, I've been up now for like six, seven weeks now. How can we get this baby to sleep? But then you don't know what to do because nobody's ever talked about it. And so that's why I do what I do to open the dialogue and to talk about it and to tell parents that it is totally okay for you to want your baby to sleep. There's no shame in it. Don't be embarrassed about it. We are made to sleep. That's how God made us. He made us to sleep during the night and be awake during the day. And if you're not getting that those uninterrupted hours of sleep, it's really doing a number on your health. I mean, there's been studies on top of studies done about how the lack of sleep actually transforms cells in your body. Um, when they did a study, um, I believe it was a couple of years ago on shift workers in hospitals um, and the increased rate of breast cancer among nurses who worked overnight. And it was tied you know, one of the factors was because they were not sleeping. They were literally up in the middle of the night when they're supposed to be sleeping. And that long-term effects of that, it mutates the cells in your body. So it's totally mm. okay to want sleep. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. And I know here in Japan, like sleeping is not a priority in general. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, I'm just dumbfounded when I hear about um, elementary age school kids who are still awake after 10 p.m. at night doing Girl. homework or studying or something um, and it's not unusual at all and like my kids go to go to bed at 7 my son is 4 goes to bed at 7 p.m. my daughter goes to bed before 8 p.m. they get up you know 6 a.m. but they have my daughter has to be out of, out the door at 7 15 a.m. right, right. so that's a good amount of sleep for her. But my husband's sort of saying to me, isn't she sleeping too much? And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> there sleeping. is no such thing. There's no <laughs> such animal. Enough. <laughs> she's, it's a bad habit to get into. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, well, and Jane, what he's saying is the narrative that moms and dads are being fed all over the world. So saying things like, you, my child's sleeping too much. She needs to be, she needs to get used to yes. being awake. It's just lunacy. I mean, so just so that we can all be on the same page here, children. So this is newborns all the way up until they're 18 
years old need anywhere from 10 to 12 hours of sleep per night until they're 18. It's not until you turn 18-ish to where you can start to move until like the nine, 10, eight hours of sleep per night. So for the first 18 years of your life, your body physically needs to be sleeping that long. Even if somebody has convinced you differently, biologically, if you were allowed to sleep, you could totally sleep that long, which is the reason why there's a movement here in the U.S. to move school from being so early in the morning, because studies have shown that when you have kids going to school at seven o'clock in the morning, and then they have all this homework that has to get done, they're only sleeping like six hours a night, and then they fall asleep in school, and they can't perform well on, on tests or pay attention in class, which we all know leads to um, behavioral issues and all sorts of things that all can be solved by letting these sweet babies sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep at night, just let them go to sleep. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I had a client, Jane, several years ago whose daughter was in soccer and they used to have soccer practice at eight o'clock at night and her daughter was seven years old. And I said, this is straight lunacy. (laughs) these kids need to be asleep. You have soccer practice at eight o'clock. You don't get home until 10 o'clock. You still have homework to do. So this child's not going to bed till 11, 12 o'clock at night and has to be up at six to get on the bus by seven. I'm like, it's just lunacy. Like we have to stop depriving our children of the basic necessity of sleep. It's how they develop. It's how they grow. It's how they learn. Um, is pivotal to their growth and development. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, so something else that's very common here in Japan is um, co-sleeping. Um, babies tend to sleep in the same bed or futon on the floor with their parents, and that um, can often go on until children are, you know, some children are even in elementary school and still sleep with their parents in the same bed. Um, So I often talk to mothers and I say, yeah, but how is your sleep? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that, you know, I know it's lovely and all that to sleep together, but are you still, are you getting, um, you know, a good sleep with your kids sleeping in the bed with you? And they're like, well, not really, no. And I'm like, So how, what would you say to families who are struggling with co-sleeping? I mean, so co-sleeping, co-sleeping is great if it works for everybody in the family. So if everybody's getting a good night's sleep, co-sleeping is great. But the majority of the families that I work with who come to me, they tried co-sleeping and it worked great when their baby was tiny. But as their baby got older, they were getting jabbed in their ribs. They were getting their hair pulled. They're getting pushed to the edge of the mattress. I mean, basically nobody's getting a good night's sleep. So whenever the dynamic of co-sleeping changes and it's not serving everyone in the home, it's just time to make the transition. It's time to make a change. And that transition could be, you know, putting your child um, in um, a bassinet, in a crib, um, if you if you still want a room share or putting them in um, a crib in their nursery in their own room. Um, I. I personally think that um, it's normal um, to want your own sleep space. It's totally normal to want to get a full night's rest. And if you're co-sleeping with your baby and you as a mother 
aren't getting a good night's rest, then we need to address your health as well, because you cannot serve people from, from an empty cup. So if you're not getting a good night's sleep, um, I'm pretty sure you're like me. If I don't sleep well, the first thing I want to do in the morning is eat a ton of carbs. Then everything makes me want to scream and cry at people. I'm very emotional when I don't get a good night's sleep. <laughs> and then toward the end of the day, I, I just start getting angry. Everything just makes me mad. Everything just pisses me off and I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm. It's like you run around with a short fuse and I don't want to feel that way every day. So, and if it's, if it's as simple as getting a good night's sleep, girl, get a good night's sleep. So get your sweet baby into their own space so that you all can get a good night's sleep. And who cares what your neighbors are doing, what, you know, what your friends on Facebook are doing. <laughs> Just do you. Do what works for your family. Mm. Yeah. So like, do you generally recommend like the cold turkey, like, hey baby, here's your bed. You're sleeping in here from now on. Or is it like a more gradual sort of process? I mean, I've had um, families do it both ways, Jane. I mean, I've had moms come to me being like, Tamiko, I'm at the end of my tether. I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. Like, I, it, like, it has to be over now. So I've, <laughs> so, I, so, so I've had, you know, moms come to me just cold turkey. And then I've had, you know, moms where we work together and we've done a more of a gradual method. To me, it doesn't matter which method you choose. You know, my, you know, thing I tell parents is that you just want to make a decision from a place of this is what's best for my baby and this is what's best for me versus staying in a situation because of guilt or because you feel like people are going to judge you. That's just not a way to live your life. Um, we want to live our lives in a place of um, happiness. Um, uh, we want to make decisions um, that make us feel good about ourselves and not decisions that make us, um, you know, feel guilty or empty or just lost at what to do. So if you're in a situation where you're co-sleeping, it's not working anymore, it's okay to say, this is not working anymore. <laughs> it's okay yeah. to make the move. I mean, nobody, at least I'm not, Jane and I are not judging you. So no, girl, we're not judging we, you. Oh, we, are. Yeah, we, <laughs> we support your decision to put your baby in their own space to sleep. So. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do like here in Japan, I get a lot of mothers, Japanese mothers come to me and say, um, you know, how, how, do you do this? How do I do this? Like they just really do not know right. how to move their kids to their own bed or even um, getting the kids to go to bed by themselves at night. Right. It's a real struggle. So a lot of mothers will lie down with their kids to get them to go yeah. to sleep. And the kids like two or three years old. Right. And then the mother is so exhausted anyway, she will just fall asleep and then right. she's lost her me time. Yeah. So right. um, it's 9 PM and she's fallen asleep with the kids for another night. And yeah, then she wakes up in the morning and it's go again. So a lot of mothers here in Japan are operating from like a zero me time every day. And they well, don't, and yeah, they don't get that sort of hour or two in the evening to themselves because right. of this situation they have, themselves in yeah 
Well, you know, in my um, sleep training program, I have a whole lesson about co-sleeping. It's called From Co-Sleeping to Crib, where I really walk moms through this process because I know how hard it is. If you slept with your baby since they were brand new and now you have a toddler or you have a, you know, a 10-month-old or a nine-month-old, you literally don't know what to do because you've been doing this now for yeah, so exactly. long. Um, and so I basically, I walk moms through those steps because there are some steps that you have to follow before you even start sleep training. So I think the mistake that moms make is that they want to go right to sleep training. But when you've been in this habit for so long, you cannot just jump the hurdle and go right to sleep training. There are some steps that you have to do to get yourself ready, to get your kiddos ready so that it's easy when you do start sleep training. So I have a whole lesson on that because uh, it is a big problem. And then typically if you're co-sleeping, you're breastfeeding to sleep as well. So I have a whole lesson on that too about how to wean your kids um, from eating all night long, especially when you know that, that they don't need it anymore. Like they're not a newborn baby. Like they're just doing it because like it's become a habit for them. So I walk you through, um, you know, how to do that. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's totally possible to teach your baby to sleep, even if they were never given the skills from day one. It doesn't matter how old they are. They can be taught to sleep. If you're willing to do the work, it's 100% possible. Yeah, that's good to hear because I, I'm sort of like, well, I'd love to help you guys, but um, I've never you know, being in that situation myself, my children have always slept in their own space, um, either near me or in their own room as they got bigger. And so I didn't really know how to help them. You know, I can say, well, you know, put your baby in a crib, but that doesn't really help them. because. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're like, how do I do that? Like, what do you mean? How? (laughs) So So. that's good. You know, like you do have the steps to help. Um, (laughs) you know well jane now you could tell them call tamiko like get in her course because (laughs) this is what you need in your life this will this will be a total game changer for you so now you have a referral to give to them yeah exactly um they might be surprised when you're not japanese though yeah (laughs) i know Um, i'm like yeah she's american sorry (laughs) yeah it's okay i will love you just the same so (laughs) all nationalities races and creeds are welcome inside of flyer so come on come on Um, yeah so you know have you where do um your your clients generally live they mostly in the states oh my gosh all over the world I have clients in the Philippines, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, um, of course, the U.S. Because here in the U.S., sleep training um, is something that is, I feel like my industry is still still in its infancy. People still have not heard of sleep training before. So I feel like it's still in the beginning stages, which is a very exciting time for my particular um, industry. But... Uh, moms who are exhausted here in the states people at least know about sleep training like like they'll say hey you gotta sleep train your babies so they at least have the term and understand where to point moms um, to go so here in the states it's definitely something that's known about in other parts of the world not so much i mean people are still learning about sleep training um and some of it has to do with cultural differences that you know they don't want us. A lot of moms equate sleep training with cry it out. And that's just not the only way to sleep train your baby. And that's why a lot of moms like my program, because I give them other options. Like, I'm not going to tell you to close your door and let your baby cry for hours on it. Like, that's just stupid. Like, we're not going to do that. So, um, 
there's other options. And so um, a lot of moms like to have another way to do that. And then I think sometimes, Jane, and you could probably um, attest to this as well, moms don't do anything because they don't want to hear their baby cry. Like they just literally don't want to deal with the crying. So it's easier for them to just co-sleep, breastfeed, rock, bounce, drive around the car to just not hear a baby screaming. Um, but what I always tell people is a couple of minutes of screaming to get um, 12 hours of sleep is totally worth it because we're like, we're going to, I'm going to show you <laughs> how to soothe your baby mm-hmm. so that you can all get a good night's sleep. Yeah. I remember, yeah, doing various things to try and get my daughter to sleep. And I think it was actually my husband who was the most like, we've got to, you know, she's crying. I'm like, we have to do this. Just hang on for another couple of minutes, please. Dear God, do not go up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny because it's so true. It's always one parent who was just like, oh my God, you got to go in there. She's screaming. <laughs> yeah. You got to save her. <laughs> yeah. That was my husband. I'm like, you are not the one who's awake at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Sit in your seat. <laughs> Sit down and be quiet. Yeah. yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So one thing I, one, another thing I really wanted to talk to you about is, um, you know, how you, you have this business helping hundreds and hundreds of families to get their babies to sleep, but you are not your ideal client yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you don't have your own children. Is that right? That is right. I'm not a mommy yet. I have mothered many kids all over this beautiful United States, but I am not a mother myself yet. So um, I actually fell into this um, through being a nanny. So I had been a nanny for um, a while, but I specialized in date nights. So I would come over to people's homes um, so that mom and dad can go out and have a fun adult <laughs> date without yeah. the kiddos around. And so I was the one putting the kids to sleep and I enjoy my sleep. And so um, one of my longtime clients, they went away for the weekend and they had me stay at home with the baby and the toddler. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so, so much fun. But they didn't tell me that the baby didn't sleep. They kind of left that part out. And so I was basically left with a baby who was literally screaming all night. And I was like, what is happening right now? Because at this point, I was a single girl, no kids. And I had never really been in the putting babies to sleep you know, for long periods of time. So I would just do the first half of it and then I'm going home. So I was just like oh my God, I'm losing my mind. And so that's when I, oh my gosh, it's, it, it's just crazy. So that's when I went over to um, Borders, got some books, read some things and literally remixed it, put my own spin to it and taught this baby to sleep. And so when her mom got back, she was just like, oh my God, girl, this is a miracle. What did you do? And so I showed her what I did. And then, you know, if you've been a tired mom and all of a sudden your baby's sleeping 12 hours, you want to scream it from the rooftops. So she basically yeah. told everybody who would listen about it. Um, and literally overnight, my phone was ringing and I had a business um, teaching babies to sleep. So um, early on, 
uh, I had to learn very quickly on how to get babies to sleep. And it became apparent to me that all babies are not the same. So, you know, you may have one baby who's a very chill baby, kind of goes with the flow. And then you got another baby who's, who's extremely high knees and hollers for hours and hours. So I had to learn um, how to fine tune my methods for both personality types. And that's a big part of my sleep training program is your baby's personality, because that's the key to getting them to sleep. And um, so I've been doing this now for 10 years. So clearly, Jane, I figured it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, I coach Japanese women myself. I'm not a Japanese woman, um, yeah. but somehow I can help too, you know. So that's why I thought it's like, it's really great that you don't let that stop you from helping people. Yeah. That even though you're not, you're like, you know, often people will have a business that is, um, their client is themselves basically. Yeah. Right. Or a version of themselves and their clients sort of all look like them, you know, right. <laughs> but for you and for me as well, it's very, that's actually quite different. So something that I um, struggle with sometimes is to get, um, you know, am I saying the right thing that will that actually mean something to my potential clients? Yeah. Or is, right. you know, obviously I have a language difference that you potentially don't struggle with <laughs> in yours. Right. Um, yeah. To get it, get my message across to my um, ideal clients and things like that. Yeah. Well, you know, Jane, what really helped me in the beginning is I basically became my ideal client. So I offer a service called Slumber Parties, where I basically go to parents' homes um, here in the U.S., um, and I stay overnight with them, and I sleep train their babies for them. And so by doing that, I'm basically the overnight mom. And so the parents go to sleep, and I'm up with the baby all night, and I'm doing the steps that I teach in my program hands-on in their home. And I learned very quickly the exhaustion and the frustration and the overwhelm that you feel when you have a baby who is refusing to go to sleep. And so by doing that, I mean, I still do that now. So by doing that for so many years, it became so easy for me to write my copy, sales pages and all that because I had lived that life <laughs> for yeah. so many years. So I understood what it was like and what it felt like. Um, to deal with that on a continual basis. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for for telling me that because that actually gives me some ideas that you know perhaps I'm not as different as I thought I was from my. I mean, obviously there is a nationality difference and a language difference, but you know I'm living the same life as my Japanese clients are. You know, yeah. I live in Japan. My kids go to Japanese school. I have a Japanese husband. All of the other variables are pretty much the same, right. except that. I'm just not Japanese myself. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I can, I do understand, um, you know, the pressures they have, you know, I do understand what's going on in their lives and things. Um, so yeah, well, thank you for that. Now I feel better actually. Oh <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, yeah. So, you know, people might be wondering how on earth do you guys know each other? And I just want to sort of pop back to, was it, well, when was it October? We October, were at, yeah. yeah, we were at BBD Live um, in California. And um, this is James Wedmore's live event that he has for his members of his course. And you actually got up on the stage and spoke. And it was really amazing. 
the things that you talked about. Um, oh gosh, do you remember you so what you what you were up there for? Girl, that feels like that was like 25 years ago, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we were talking about um, niching down was the crux of our uh, conversation. Like how do you um, pick your ideal client was the crux of our conversation. Yeah, that's right. And um, I think a lot of people were really inspired by what you had to say about how you, you found what your ideal client was. And because a lot of people who are listening to this podcast have their own business or are just starting out and having their own um, business in some way and are potentially sort of confused about this. So um, could you just tell us a get or tell everybody who's listening a little bit about what you spoke about, which was how you um, came to found your ideal client? Yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning, when you're starting a business, you really don't know who your ideal client is. And the only way to figure that out is to work with people. So I always, you know, tell um, my colleagues or people who, you know, coach with me is you got to start getting paying clients because that's the only way for you to know what you like and what you don't like. I can sit up here and tell you all day, oh, you don't want person A, you want person B, but you're not going to believe me until you work with person A and B, you can figure it out for yourself. So the first thing you can do, <laughs> start working with clients. Um, and then from working with people, you will start to see who you enjoy working with and who literally gets on your damn nerves. Like you will see mm -hmm. the kind of things that they say, um, the kind of how they approach working with you. Um, and like, you'll start to start to develop and hone in on who you enjoy working with. So once you are able to figure out, I like working with person A, you can start talking to her in your copy, on your emails, on your Facebook ads, um, so that you can get more people like her. Um, and then I think, you know, it's also helpful just even when you're running a business, figuring out what you will and won't tolerate in your business. Like, um, I think it's important to know that it's your business, it's your rules, you can run it however you want to run it. And so if you're a person who does not like dealing with people who are chronically late, people who don't pay on time, people who um, just want to be the victim, you have every right to say that and use that in your screening process to weed these people out because, you know, you should get joy with who you work with and they should not be draining your energy and stressing you out. So um, I think, you know, doing those couple of things in the beginning really helped me. I think it'll help anybody who's listening to us as well. Yeah. I really like that. Um, that last bit you said about what you won't tolerate in your business because yeah, at first you feel like, Oh, I've got to take every customer and over, or, you know, if I say no to this one, you know, um, but after a few um, like, bad experiences or <clears throat> negative experiences working with people. Right. Yeah. And often it does take that to realize actually I'm not going to do that anymore. And it's better for me and for my business not to do that. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, to yeah. it's totally fine. I mean, I think when, I think people operate better when there's clear boundaries. I think the mistake that most new business owners make is trying to be everything for everyone and just letting things be loosey-goosey. And that, to me, is just the worst thing that you can do. You have to 
have standards um, and um, you have to have rules of engagement to work with you so that people so that people know what to expect from you and you know what to expect from them. I mean, I, I liken it to raising kiddos. If your kids don't know that the rule is we have dinner at seven o'clock and we go to bed by 8.30, they're just going to be trillion along, playing Nintendo, hanging out, watching TV, not doing homework. Because they, they're just like, oh, I can go to bed whenever I want to. I can wake up whenever I want. It's just a free-for-all here in this house. Mm-hmm. So you really want to give your clients structure so that they know what to expect. That's true. Yeah. So I'm still in the, excuse me, in the learning sort of phase I feel with this. And yeah, it definitely resonates that I need to give structure to my clients and they love it. The more I give it, the more they love it rather than, and if they don't love it, then they can go somewhere else. That's fine. They generally (laughs) do like it because they like to know what the deal is here what's the rules what's the deal how do i succeed here um right doing that we're actually helping them more by then just saying oh okay well you know if you wanted to you could you know maybe do this <laughs> that's not very yeah. helpful no, no. um right <laughs> they don't want to make decisions they're making enough decisions in their daily life let's take that away from them and just say this is what we're doing here this is how it's happening and right um if you want to take part yeah, you're welcome. But otherwise, they, um, you know, no thanks. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about this, the insides of being a baby sleep trainer, helper, lifesaver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm serious about that. Oh, oh my God. Such a, a valuable service for families. So how can people work with you if they're like, yes, let me go. I need you to help me. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you need um, my help with your baby's um, sleep situation, um, I have a fantastic online program called the feel like yourself again, baby sleep solution, where I basically walk you through the six steps you need to follow um, to help your little one get a good night's sleep so that you can too. Um, you can go on over to the Busy Mom's Guide to BabySleepTraining.com slash five steps, entering your name and email address. Um, and then you will be taken to a page where you can join us on the inside of my uh, course. So is your course open all year? My course is open all year. So it's, it's not, um, so basically I have realized that moms need sleep all year round. So they my do, course is right? open. <laughs> <laughs> No waiting lists. Yeah. (laughs) No waiting lists. So if you need sleep today, girl, let's get you sleep today. And I think the biggest thing too is that when you join, you get instant access to everything. So you don't have to wait. If you join today at two o'clock in the afternoon, you can start sleep training tonight. If you want to do a binge watch of all the videos, you can totally start rocking and rolling tonight for sure. Oh goodness. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming along, Tamiko. And um, I hope that lots of Japanese mummies are going to come in and join your, <laughs> um, join your um, course because it sounds like it doesn't really matter what your culture is, where you live in the world, you can help, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, like I tell people, 
the only requirements for my course said you had to have you have to have a baby who doesn't sleep. So that's number one. <laughs> number two, <laughs> you have to be willing to follow easy instructions. If you're a person who likes complicated things, who likes to be overwhelmed and frustrated, fly is not for you because <laughs> I make it super simple and easy to get your baby to sleep. So if you're ready to be supported and enveloped in the community of uh, moms from all over the world who want to see you succeed, want to celebrate when your baby sleeps at the night, then girl, come on over because we would love to have you. Very good. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. So that was the very fun episode with Tamiko Kelly. And I hope that if you have a small baby that you and or a toddler or someone who you're struggling with and they're asleep, that you will go and get some help if that's what you need. I know I also had to reach out to a sleep expert at one point uh, with my daughter when she was very young. And it really did change my life being able to get her to sleep through the night. It was, yeah, life changing. And so not sleeping through the night, I know for many mothers, you know, you want to be with your child, especially if you've been working all day and you haven't seen them. Spending time at, together at night um, is a great way to get that connection but if you're still not sleeping, then yeah, let's really get yourself some sleep or, you know, let your husband at least take over or something so that you can, because as we heard in this episode, it just, it's so dangerous to be that sleep deprived. And I do remember myself, um, some of the situations I got myself into because of the lack of sleep that I'd had really was quite dangerous for both me and my family. So Let's not let that carry on if that's an issue for your family. Yeah, please get some help. It's okay to ask for help. And it's always okay to ask for help, isn't it? Whether it's your business, whether it's your health, whether it's, yeah, baby sleep, whatever it is. Yeah, if you ask for help, it's going to go a lot better than you imagined. So, yeah, if you have any questions for Tamika, please go and find her. She said that she's very active on Facebook. And so I will put her Facebook uh, link in the notes. But um, yeah, you can find her at I am Tamiko on Facebook, I think is the easiest way to find her. And yeah, she said she's very um, active on there. Also on Instagram at I am Tamiko Kelly on Instagram. Yeah, so it's nearly the end of the year, only a few more weeks to go before we finish up for 2018. And so next week, I will be bringing you my end of year episode. It's my last episode for this year. I'm going to give myself a little podcast break over the Christmas holidays, uh, New Year holidays. And so you'll have a chance to catch up on all the episodes that have come out recently if you haven't been able to catch up because I've been releasing them weekly. Suddenly that sort of happened. I had a lot of um, episodes that needed to come out at a certain time. So, yeah, I've been releasing them weekly. And so for some people, I think they've been piling up in the podcast player. So it'll give you a little bit of time to catch up on your episodes and also some time for me to think about what I'd like to um, talk about next year 
and, and on the podcast. So if you would like to be featured on this podcast, whether it's um, because you have a business or there is something you, you would like to talk about on the podcast with me, please definitely get in touch with me. You can email me jane at janenakata.com or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I'm very, very keen to hear from anyone who's interested to talk on the podcast. And next year, I'm also going to be experimenting with another wee fun thing, which is um, what's called live coaching on the podcast. So if you'd like to come on the podcast um, and bring along something that you'd like some guidance with, we will do an on-air coaching session. So if you'd like to volunteer yourself for that, definitely get in touch with me. Um, same way, email or Instagram message. And yeah, don't be shy. It's really fun. And I think, yeah, you can come up with some really um, good yeah, takeaways from the session. And we'll um, put it on the podcast episode. And that will be really, really great motivation for you to follow through with whatever it is that we find during our session to work on. Also, one last thing is I'd like to let you know about my free training, which is happening. And it's going to be, let me just find that. Where's the information gone? Ah, it's going to be in January, January 6th, 2019. That's Sunday night. So I'm pretty sure that most people will be back at home from their trips by then. Um, it's going to start at 8 p.m. Japan time. And it's for one hour. Hopefully we won't go too over that. I need to get to bed. And so we are going to be doing a special workshop. It's called Start 2019 Right. So we're going to have a really fun uh, planning workshop. It's going to help you to decide what you'd like to do in 2019. And then you can think about how you're going to do that. But first, you need to actually get a plan going, right? So if you'd like to come along to this workshop, it's going to be in English, but there will be Japanese support if you need it. And to sign up for this free training, just go to, and I'll put the link in the show notes, but just go to www.janenakatatraining.com slash p slash free training. I'm sorry that's so long. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for this episode. Just click on that, sign up, and you'll get all the information about that delivered to your inbox. I really hope you'll be able to join us live because live is way more fun than recorded. So definitely block out your schedule, make some time for that, and come along to the free training at 8 p.m. Japanese time on Sunday, January the 6th. It's going to be in English, and there will be some Japanese uh, information for those people who need it. Okay, well, that's all I have for you today. Look out for my episode next week the last episode for this year and it's going to be a really fun episode summing up some of the really great things that happened in 2018 it's been a wild year for me and I'd love to hear your um your best memories for 2018 so yeah definitely let me know about those as well on Instagram or Facebook and maybe I can feature you in my episode as well I'll be putting some feelers out on Facebook for those 
too. So thank you so much for all your listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. みなさん、こんにちは。今日のエピソードはどうでしたかタミコさんはアメリカ人なんですけど、タミコっていう名前は日本の名前ですよって教えたら、してますよって言いました。なんかお父さんがあのつけた名前らしくて、でもな,なんでその日本の名前をつけたのかわからないですって<笑>言ってました。タミコさんはあの家族が困,困ってる家族を手伝うんですね。で、その赤ちゃんが一晩寝てくれない家族のサポートをする仕事をしてて、10年間いろんな家族をサポートして、あの赤ちゃんが一晩、一晩中寝てくれるようなトレーニングをし,してますで。そのトレーニングはあのオンラインコースで、やってますなので世界中の,あのお母さんお父さんたちのサポートになってます。なので皆さんもそういう問題で悩んでるんだったらもう悩,めない悩まないでください。あのまあもちろん英語なんですけどあのビデオを見てあの勉強する方法があるのでぜひあのタミコさんのビデオとかを見たり、あとコースも参加してみてください。あのまあ、もしかして日本の場合は赤ちゃんとか子供と一緒に寝るのがあの多いですね。で、私の国なんですけど、赤ちゃんは大、まあ、各家族は、まあ、家族はそれぞれなんですけど、大体赤ちゃんは自分のベッドで寝ますね。あの小さい頃から自分のベッドで寝た方が安,安全ですって。特にベッドだったら高いですよね。もし落ちたら大変だし。もう布団だったらちょっと違いますよね。落ちてもあんまり<笑>ね、高くはないので、そういう怪我はしないんですけど、あの、お父さんのお母さんの,あの掛け布団の下にあのなってしまって危険とかそういうのがあのニュージーランドに結構あのなんていうのみんな怖いなので赤ちゃんは自分のベッドで寝るっていうのはあの基本的ですね。で私もそういうそういう方法で子供を育てたのでもう本当に小さい頃から自分のベッドで寝るのは当たり前であの簡単だったんですけど頂上がなかなか一晩中寝てくれなかったんですね。あと一人で寝てくれなくてな,なんか1時間かかってしまってとかそういう時期もあってその時にすごくあの疲れてて悩んでたんですけどあのそのベイビースリープトレーニングを購入しました。で本当に助けて私たちを助けてもうあのもう本当に自分も戻ってきましたみたいな感じであの寝不足で頭がもう本当に
あのお酒飲んでると同じぐらいに動かないなので本当に危険ですよね。でタミコさんはこのエピソードでいろんなあのお客さんの,あの事件があってあの例えば赤信号を無視しちゃったとかあのブレーキ踏むのを間違っちゃったりとかあのそ,のそういう寝不足でそういう危険なことが起こってしまって、やっと助けを探しに行ったんですね。なので皆さんはそうならないように、あの早めにその助けをあの探しましょう。あと、まあ、赤ちゃんと一緒に寝たいんだけど、自分はよく寝てないんだって、そのコースリーピングっていうんですね、一緒に寝るのは。コースリーピングは日本で、まあ、その昔からそういう基本の寝方なんですけどもう自分にとっては合わないようになると思ったらもうあのやめてもいいですよっていう話もしましたあのお母さんとお,お父さんもよくあ寝てないんだったらそのシステムは<笑>あんまり良くないですよね家族にその家族にとってはなので皆さんよく寝れるようにあの頑張りましょうっていう話でした。なので、もし、あの、タミコさんのコースとか興味があったら、ぜひ、リンクはこの、あの、レッスン、あ、このレッスンじゃなくて、このエピソードの<笑>、あの、ノーツにあるので、ぜひ、そのをクリックして、あの、自分の勉強してください。そう、楽しかった、その、あの話でタミコさんは初めて会ったのはこの間カリフォルニアの,ライあのイベントに行った時に彼女はステージに上がってあの300人の前に皆さんの,の前に話をしましたあのそのどうやってあの自分の理想のお客さんを見つけれるようにとかそういうテーマであの準備なく皆さんの前に話しましまたすごく積極的な人でした。なので今日あのこのポッドキャストで話せてすごく嬉しかったですね。でもうあともうちょっとでこの年が終わりますよね。今日はあのこの,あのポッドキャストエピソードが出る日は10月10日。12月10日、ごめんなさい。12月10日になるので、あの、あと2週間くらいで2018年が終わりますので、来週、来週のエピソードは、ジェーンの1年間のサマリーエピソードになります。もう本当に、このポッドキャストは1年もやってないんですよ。もう今年の3月に始まったことなんだけど、もうどんどんどんどん、あの、なんか人気になってきてあといろんな人から「あ聞いてますよ」って言ってくれる人がいるのでもう本当に嬉しいですねで来年も続きたいなと思ってるんですけど年末の間に新しいエピソードは出てこないのでちょっと溜まってるエピソードを皆さんが<笑>聞く時間になりますのであとあの自分がもう一回聞きたいとかちょっとまだあのちゃんと聞いてないエピソードがたくさんあるかもしれないので、ぜひ聞いておいてください。で、あと、もう一つの発
、あの、アナ,アナウンスは、<笑>アナウンスというか、お知らせは、あの、えっと、来年の,あの1月6日、日曜日、夜の8時から9時の間に、チェーンの無料オンライントレーニングがあるので、興味がある人はぜひ参加してください。で、そのトレーニングは、あの、2019年を、あの、なんか、いいスタートになりますようのプランニングですね。Start 2019 Right っていうトレーニングなんですね。で、無料トレーニングなので、あの、このページに行ったら登録して、あの参加できますので、ぜひ、あのー、このエピソードの、あのー、ノートに行って、j a n e n a k a t a t p f r e e t r a i n i n g ちょっと長,長いあのアドレスに行ったら、あのー、メールアドと名前を入れたら、もう登録しました。で、その後、あのーメールに、その、あの、何て言うのトレーニングの参加し方とかの説明のメールが届きます。じゃトレーニングは英語で行いますので、でも、もしに日本語の説明とかあの、日本語で確認したいなと思っている方がいれば、ぜひ、あの、もう大丈夫です。参加してください。あのできれば英語で、やりたいんですけど、日本語の説明,説明もできます。大丈夫です。なので、私の英語は足りないと思ってしまって参加しないのは残念なので、ぜひ<笑>そうならないように頑張って参加してください。で、あの、皆さんでライブでやった方がすごく楽しいなので、ぜひライブで参加した方がいいと思います。じゃあ、それで終わりと思いますので、皆さん、あの、来年の最後のエピソードに、あ、来年、来週の最後のエピソードを楽しみにしてください。バイバイ。